0: Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, October 23rd, 2018. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Surprise, the sun came up today. Life goes on despite the malaise and the stress associated with buck nuts and especially the front row these days. We've brought in just the man to make sense of it all, Dwayne Long. Dwayne, how are you this fine day?
1: Oh, still in recovery mode. It was, uh, it was pretty shocking. Uh, you know, I guess we were kind of – we thought – I thought this could happen. Uh, a lot of people did. It just uh, – <laughs> the reality is uh, just harder to wrap your mind around.
0: <clears throat> no question. And you know we were discussing what to do with the show today and kind of the topics and the vibe because the piling on and the gross negativity is what it is. They've earned a lot of that. But it's fair to say the team is at kind of a crossroads. I can't remember a time when the direction of the team, and I mean overall, the program has been questioned as much as it has been recently. Um, and the times that it was close to this, there was major changes made. What can they do? Is this a coaching issue? I mean, they've got two weeks now. The next game is until November 3rd, noon kickoff for Nebraska, if you didn't learn. You can tell how the season's going with all the non-nighttime games. But what's your expectation for what changes they will make Do they just need to double down on what they're doing? Do they need to make some gross changes? Where do you rank it? Why don't you start with what's bothering you the most, and we'll work back from there.
1: Well, just that, you know, this is not a one-game thing. I was talking on the board to someone yesterday, and I said, um, you know, it's not an upset. It was not really an upset. Upset is your uh, playing well, and just one game, it just goes sideways on you. This has been going on now. They haven't had any kind of good showing um, <clears throat> since Penn State. You know, that was a come from behind victory, uh, but, you know, we put it all together, showed a lot of guts and fortitude, and uh, and got things done. We've just watched this gradually disintegrate, for really the entire year, at least and when I look at the running game. I uh, saw a stat yesterday that uh, just absolutely blew me away. Bruce Feldman put this up that uh, Ohio State has been held under four yards of carry five games this year. It had not, Ohio State had not been held under four yards of carry but six times in the last five years. That is just absolutely one of those jaw-dropping stats. That says so much about what's wrong. They're still throwing the ball, asking through for for uh, a team record in, in yards uh, Saturday night. We're still able to, to throw the football. We can't run it. Urban Meyer's offense is a power spread. When you think about the spread, you think about throwing a ball around. No, Urban Meyer spreads the field so he can run Get somebody out of the box and run the ball. Well, uh, (laughs) we're not running a football at all. So that right there is the one thing, point blank, that needs to get fixed. For one thing, that helps the defense because it works the clock. It keeps the defense off the field. So, fixing the running game is massively important, and the one thing—it's—it's it's really essential. Dan, we got to fix the running game. Um, what is happening in the middle of the line is just hard to believe. That uh, you know, we're not talking about guys that um, that were uh, we we got three-star guys in there, and we're trying to get them to play like five-star guys. Uh, Demetrius Knox was the number one rated guard in the country coming out of high school. We look at Pridgen. He was the number one rated offensive lineman in junior college. So these guys were highly thought of. They were offered by everybody. So it isn't like we got a couple of bums in there. And people want to talk about the coaches, and I'm saying, well, wait a minute. Billy Price just went to the NFL, the first-round draft pick. So uh, left tackle last year. Uh, his name's uh, I'm forgetting his name right off the top of my head.
0: He's so in left the Left tackle last year? Yes. Jamarco Jones.
1: Jamarco Jones. He's in the NFL. <laughs> it's not like these guys just forgot how to coach. The the players are just not getting it done. So the one six that I would make, week before last, Minnesota, we lose uh, Mumford for the game. At about the 7.30 mark of the third quarter, a a lobby comes in the game. First two plays, he's horrendous. He's horrendous. I watched him every play from that point on, He made one more mistake the rest of the game. One. The rest of the game, though, he was outstanding. We talk about the offensive line get the best five on the field. There is absolutely no doubt after watching that kid play that he's one of the best five. Get him on the football field. You can shuffle it around however you want, but get him on the field. You want to just plug him in where Knox is? Okay. You want to move Prince inside, which is probably going to happen at the pro level, and yes, he is going to play in the pros, and put a lobby out at right tackle. You can do something like move Michael Jordan back to guard and just try, try to put Josh Myers in there and see what happens. I know early in the year when they had the, and those guys, he and uh, Wyatt Davis are essentially third-teamers. Because if Brady Taylor and
0: uh and, uh, and Bowen were
1: here, they would, Bowen would be a starter. He was a starter. The only reason he's not in there is because he got hurt. So those guys are essentially third-teamers. Try. I understand they did not look good. I pay attention to line play. They did not look good. But try something. Just shuffle shuffle the deck a bit and see what comes out of it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. We're not running the ball anyway. So uh, try that. Myers is a pile driver. He absolutely destroys people. So just put him in there and tell him, go forward. And we'll worry about pass protection later. You know, we'll we'll hope for the best. We'll leave a back end, leave it, uh, put a tight end in there, do something to help them. But we've got to shuffle the deck up front. It is essential to this team to fix the running game. As far as defense is concerned, there's really nothing we can do, Dan. We got the best guys we got in there. We are not seeing Wint as much, which is a good thing. I think Pryor's played better, even though he did not have a good game this past Saturday. Um, He's still at least making some plays. He's not doing as much. You know, we're still really young back there, and fans just don't want to get right with that. It's just they're really young and inexperienced. Fuller's the only one really that has the experience. Sheffield's playing, playing good football. Uh, but the other side is just not—they're just not getting it done. And uh, but I just don't know who you. What do you do? You you've got the best guys. It's they're the most talented guys you got. I'm sorry that they're they're inexperienced. That they, they just are. Um, at linebacker, for one thing, the one thing that I would absolutely change at linebacker is drop these guys deeper. Put them back and just let them run to the football, uh, playing them up tight. You know, when you're playing one gap, you're going to have gaps. And I understand you want to have the linebackers uh, hitting those gaps quicker, but they're just not getting it done. They're not doing it. So give them more space. Keep everything in front of them. That, to me, is very important. We're going to concede yards, but we're not going to give up as many big plays not going to have passes dropped in behind them if we get them deeper into the uh closer to the secondary. I'd also bring the safeties up so we're we're uh, we're playing the safeties pretty deep, and again that's uh, okay we're we're being a little bit uh uh careful there I don't know if we can we're giving up too much stuff so uh those those are the changes I would make and uh try to get this thing straightened around because we got to we're we're this is not working. We're not playing well. So uh, I think that uh, you know we can make some make some adjustments. I think that the coaching staff. You have to think they were saying, "Well, it'll just get better." Well, it's not. It's time to to do some things. Because here's here's the the fact of the matter, Dan. We're not going to beat uh, a, a Michigan team that is playing very well, and we're going to have a hard time with Michigan State. I don't know about those two games at all. If if we could very easily go out two and two here, or if, if you include Purdue, the last five are two and three. So uh, we've got to try something else. This is not working.
0: Yeah, fair to say. A lot to unpack there. One is, um, talking about the offensive line, much has been made, <clears throat> justifiably so, of the lineage recent lineage at center with Corey Lindsley and Pat Alfwine and Billy Price all making north of $10 million contract-wise. Mike Jordan just has not been as good at center. He was a very good guard. If you, I watched him on several plays last week. He whiffed completely two or three times. Um, just because you're a great guard doesn't mean you can shift one spot to the right or left and play center. I'd much rather see him back at guard. I do realize that's injury-related, and the guy they went in there is Grady Taylor. But I wouldn't be averse to seeing Josh Myers get a shot. you got two weeks and a bye week to get the guys learned up. And then a game against a team, you should pound. So that at least leaves you a little bit of time to figure that out. Defensively, I'll just say this. There was a time when every single third down five-plus, I felt like we were going to get a sack, and that was because Nick Bosa was on the team. You just can't replace that. There's a reason his brother is the – was picked third, and he's going to be picked whatever, first, second, third, whatever. You just can't replace that guy on the edge who is the dominant force in the game. You just can't. Chase Young is a great player, and he's physically gifted. He's nowhere near the technician that Bosa was, and he's just nowhere near Bosa and his progression. If you told me eight years from now Chase Young was a six-time pro bowler and better than Bosa, I could buy it. But that's not going to happen. Excuse me. In the next X months, I mean, I just remember the first long third and long of the year. I said out loud in a crowd, "Bosa time," and he sacked him. There's just not that many guys walking the earth like that. And I know I was one who thought, you know, he was almost a luxury. And you know, I just don't think that anymore. He was the he was the guy every defense spent half the week scheming to, you know you got to chip them here. you got to go away from them here. We're scrapping these plays because they won't work. And, you know, Chase's performance against Penn Young, Penn Young. Chase's performance against Penn State, I think, kind of cloaked the issue. Is Jonathan Cooper on the team? I haven't seen him. Where's the speed of the rush edge from the other side? I haven't even seen him make up I – I don't remember one great play from Jonathan Cooper. So that's disappointing um, in terms of the – other things they can change this is what they have on defense they they have in there the guys they think would do best, so how much blame do you put on the scheme of the defense? I get you're getting a lot of angst regarding Schiano um, and his approach i I mean. I'll give you an example. Sean Wade had trouble getting on the field, and then we go play Purdue, and he's man-locked on their best player the whole game. It just seems like it's a sporadic coaching effort right now, and I know they have rhyme or reason for what they do. How much of it do you put on scheme?
1: Well, I think that you, you have to look at what they're doing. I still I keep talking about this, and some fans do not want to hear it. Inexperience has a great deal to do with it. Um, and Shiano does not want to change the scheme because that changes the development of the players. That is a key thing, I believe. And he, he just doesn't want to do that. And also, when you're playing one gap, you're trying to get to the quarterback, man up is the only way to play. The you, you, zone is a, allowing the quarterback to escape. He's just going to dump it. So, uh you know, I just don't know how we're going to change that aspect of it. Really, to me, it's the linebackers, how we decide to play the linebackers, who are not being effective. And there's also the personnel matter. I still believe Justin Hilliard should start middle linebacker. Tough Borland is just not, he's, he's really not fast enough, just that simple. Uh, I've seen him get, people run away from him. Just run away from him, and we're not used to that. So uh, take him out of there. Uh, Baron Browning needs to be out of the mix, put him at end. As you're talking about with, uh, you said, a very good play from Joe Cooper, from John Cooper. I haven't seen any kind of plays from John Cooper. Why he continues to play as much as he does, I don't know. Tyreek Smith should absolutely be in there. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind he should be playing more. He should actually be starting. John Cooper is Tyreek not. Tyreek Smith, Dwayne.
0: They're using Tyreek Smith as a defensive tackle in rush situations. I don't remember many snaps at end. Well, that's what I'm saying. Put him in at end. He Put him in at end.
1: There's no reason not to, to try him at end. That's what he played in high school. He was highly effective at it. Throw him in at end. Forget about this. You know, if you want to slide him down, uh on pass you know what i would love to see i really would love to see this is slide him down inside on rush downs and put baron Browning's hand in the dirt because baron Browning can't play he's just not a good linebacker he's not he's a great athlete he's just and you know if you put him in at end it just go go dude don't don't read and look for this and 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 pick up this key and no, just go and see how effective he is going to be as a defensive end. That's, I believe that's his, his natural position, uh, and, and try that. There's just no way. John Cooper is not getting it done. And, you know, you're talking about um, uh, Bosa, how, what a difference maker he is. Yes, and then to drop down to a guy who's just not making any plays. It isn't like we went from a player that – you, a nine to, um, you know, a seven. We've gone from a nine to a four. You know, that it's just not getting it done. So, um, you know, try something else. And we do have a couple of bodies there that we can move around, unlike in the secondary. Try something else. You know, uh, really it boils down to this. This is not working. It's not going to work. Definitely. I mean, there's just no miraculous way that this is suddenly going to be the right thing to do. We're, we're not getting it done anyway. You say, well, I don't, those guys aren't ready. Well, these aren't ready either, obviously. Let's try something else. We've got some bodies we can move around there and and get your yep. pass rush jump started again.
0: I don't think they'll move Browning for this reason. He was such a highly recruited linebacker that if they move him in recruiting, every single team is going to go to the kid that's getting recruited and say, you're going to get moved to defensive end, just watch. So they won't do that um, regardless. All right, Dwayne, the team is clearly at a crossroads, hence the title of the show today. Where do you see them going from here? Do you believe in the next X number of days they can find their mojo, show it against Nebraska, and win out? Or is this going to be a thing where the malaise continues, the front row becomes literally the most toxic place on earth, and we all head into the off-season with a ton of questions?
1: Well, I think we can. I think that th- there's definitely the possibility. I just don't have any faith that uh, doing, continuing to do what we're doing is going to change anything. There's got to be change in the personnel Look at what we can do to adjust. We've got some time here. Let's see. yeah, I believe that we can. There's just too much talent in the uh, program that we can't um, <clears throat> we can't do it. We've got the opportunity, but we have to be ready to make changes. You want to change the outcome? You've got to change the personnel. You've got to look at the scheme and see. Is there something we can do? Another thing, forgot about this, Dan. I would not be opposed at all to uh, getting uh, uh, Tate Martell in there some and get some zone read going. It's he's, he's a highly effective runner, and um, you know we're we're what's wrong with the running game? Well, it could be that you know it it's a very simple equation. It's why. Urban Meyer likes a running quarterback, you get an extra back. You have an option. Well, now the um, <clears throat> defense looks in the backfield and they, they can focus on Dobbins. There's no fullback. Uh, they can focus completely on Dobbins and not worry about Haskins just doesn't run effectively. He's just not. So the defense, would. if I'm a defensive coordinator, what I would say is even if they try to the Renzo zone read with uh, Haskins. Don't worry about him. He's not going to hurt us. We're going to get to him before he he get a couple of yards. But he's not going to hurt us. Focus on Dobbins. Throw Martell in there, and he can throw the ball. It's not like the kid can't throw the football. So throw him in there, and uh, let him run a series or two. And let's see what happens. That's something else we can try. We have to try to make changes if we want
0: to change the outcome
1: because what we're doing is not working.
0: Yeah, I think we're about to go through one of the more fascinating times in the Meyer era. Mm-hmm. you got two weeks off here, and there's two things you can do. You have two choices. One, they can double down on what they're doing and say, we just need to do it better. Mm-hmm. Or they can go in there and say, we have to make some changes, and we got some time to do it. So we will know when they line up against Nebraska, November 3rd at noon. About 15 minutes into that, my guess is we'll know which direction this team is going by approach and scheme, regardless of how it goes against Nebraska. Should be a very, very interesting time. Have a good one, Bucknutters.